Welcome back to another episode of the Unending TBR podcast. I'm your host, Nicole, and today I have another very special guest speaker, and I'm looking forward to sharing this episode with you. Okay, so I am back with Pepper Basham. Thank you for coming back and joining me again. It is my pleasure. You know it. You know I love this kind of thing. This is, and we have discussed before this podcast started that um, if we get spoilerish, <laughs> we have a we have a code word, and that's duct tape. So if you hear that, I mean, part of me is like, is this going to look like a top secret CIA redacted or all? <laughs> yes, yes, that makes it even more interesting. And now everybody will want to buy the book because it will feel like they've gotten something special. Yes. The secret. Yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about Hope Between the Pages. This was your first, um, and I mean, we talked about it a little bit back, what was that in October that we talked? And um, I feel like some of the information just like blew out of my head because I was already thinking of what you were talking about. More books. And um, <laughs> how was it writing your first split time? Um, I think the beginning, uh, st- starting into it was a little slow because, of course, as you can imagine, um, it's two different time periods and it's four different main characters. Mm-hmm. And so, so having to kind of figure out what what you want the layout to be like, how you want the flow to be, um, what stories are you telling and you really do, I think, and this may be different for different people who write split time. Again, this was my first one, so I'm no pro at it. But um, but for me, you had to find one story that could carry over both mm. sets of characters and bind them together. That's how it was for me. So I, I don't know that I could write a split time that didn't bind, be, by have one main story that bound both sets of couples together. And I think mm. that was... That was what I had to figure out was what was that main story. Um, and once I figured that out, things started moving a lot better um, in how it was going to grow, grow. The story was going to grow. And, you know, I was like, I, I'm relatively new to reading Split Times. So it was like, I had always thought, oh, Split Time, it's like two different books, but they're interrupting each each person. And I've heard some people will read just the historical and then they'll go in back and read just the um contemporary but I do when I started getting into them and I found them how it is one story broken up between two timelines those are so cool and you definitely did that um in hope between the pages I loved seeing that slowly and I I remember texting you as I was um reading it and I'm like this is the most suspenseful non-suspense book I've ever read because it was like it was <laughs> it was like just little interruptions but then it was like and then you wanted to get into the contemporary and then it was like then you would find out something and then it would switch back to the historical so it was like it is definitely a page turner for me that was so and that's the I think that's surprising to me that's what so many people have said who've read it already that mm-hmm. it was 
suspenseful. And I'm sitting there going, really? Um, I remember writing the red ribbon and wanting to go get a massage when I finished because my body was so tense after finishing that book. And so this one wasn't that way for me writing, you know, doing the writing process. I think this is my kind, this is the kind of suspense I want to write because, you know, I don't feel like I need, you know, help walking afterwards and so anyway but but that's been the most interesting thing for me that's been interesting and there are, are a few surprises while writing it that happened that mm -hmm. i wasn't expecting and that the reader will maybe know is coming but um it's still a surprise um yeah. i i try really there's one thing that I, we won't mention because it's duct tape. There's, right. one thing, there's one thing that I really try to prepare readers for. So I'm not, I'm not blasted later in it. Um, and so um, that was, but that wasn't something I had planned. Um, mm -hmm. to happen. So that was a surprise too. So, but this, it's really interesting that you say there's that suspense. I've had several people say that and, and I'm like, wow, that's so, I mean, that's cool that it's a very organic, natural thing that happened that I wasn't mm -hmm. even planning. And I mean, I feel like as a reader, we were thinking, okay, is it going to work out a little bit this way? I was watching other people read it and they were, we were um, seeing their messages and comments. And it's like, you kind of wonder, is it going to work out this way with duct tape? And, <laughs> and, and I, I like how you did, how you handled the, the twist that you gave it because you did prepare the reader in small amounts and we were getting those breadcrumbs. So it didn't feel like a shock to the reader yeah, yeah and and then how it was brought out in the end it, it felt very um felt feel very realistic and I feel like yeah and it was I, I really appreciated that I wasn't shocked because I have been shocked before <laughs> and I'm like <laughs> nope I don't I, I can't handle that myself as a reader so I was constantly while I was writing parts of that I was like I can't do this I can't handle it as a reader. I don't want to make other readers have to handle it if I can't. Now, one thing that that was surprising to me was um, um, Oliver's little sister, her character became so much bigger than she was supposed to be. I fell in love with writing her. She was so much fun. And it was just interesting to, to see how somebody, and this happens with writing all the time, but somebody you didn't really plan to have any kind of real role except to be the the tape that brought two people together maybe or introduced two people or whatever um then she becomes this little wonderful little character in that story so that was super fun yes i she definitely brought so much life and i feel like um you know there were little bits of it and um that it's like oh it's it's just these fun little nuggets inside that story that I really enjoy and I saw how some people are saying it's like oh wow this is so and right after I read it I'm like wow this is this feels like such a different um a direction or something new I don't know it's like but then kind of like as I was processing it I was thinking back to your previous series the Pendant Time series which I had which was relatively fresh in my mind because I had just read it like a couple months before and um, I'm like, well, maybe it's not that far off. Like it's duct tape, but it's. <laughs> yes. Well, see, and here's the thing. I think what I think the difference is, um, I have the same voice for both historical and contemporary, mm -hmm. but they're not the same. 
And right. I know it sounds really weird to say, people know when they pick up one of my historicals that it's still me writing, but mm -hmm. they also feel differently when they're reading it because it's historical and not contemporary. And there's some kind of vibe about the historical that's different than the vibe about the contemporary. And yes. I think, and I think because this story, the hope between the pages is the way it is, there is, it, it's a different genre. So automatically yeah. you're getting some kind of different, same voice with some kind of different flavor. Um, then, then it does have a, a little bit different to it, but I, I, I still think there's me in there. <laughs> I mean, but readers will know better than I will. Well, I feel like with you, with you, one thing that I always, me personally, always anticipate is really characters that you can grab a hold on and really root for. Like, to me, I am all about great characters. A, a book can have a really fast plot, but if I'm not invested in the characters, it's harder for me to become attached, you know, so. Yeah, that's me too. Uh, that's me too. I, I'm a big character-driven person, and I appreciate I mean, you can't, you really have to have three basic things. I'm teaching a, I'm teaching a class of uh, high school students on writing on Thursday. Mm. And I'm, and the three things you need for a story are characters, plot and conflict. Mm -hmm. That's how you get a story yeah. and, and how well you want to spend your time on those three things just helps decide how well that story is going to work. So there you go. But characters are really important to me. Yes they are who like and and with this one you have two sets of people and they were so different but it was like but each one was just so precious do you want to talk about your characters and what went into them yes okay so whenever people read this book this is not a spoiler it's just a preparation um so you meet the historical hero and the historical heroine right in the very beginning um, mm -hmm. of the story. But the contemporary heroine, you don't meet the contemporary hero for a while. And for some, and he never, I mean, he just, it just didn't work that way for the story. Yeah. But it also, for some reason, when I went back and started editing it, I was like, oh, but this really does work because mm -hmm. um, we had to establish re a reason why Clara would give up everything to go to the Lake District, right? And, and be willing to do that. Um, mm -hmm. and, and I, I, I had a really hard time. People have asked me which couple I like the best. And, um, and that's been hard because I like them for different reasons. I like the, the I think they both have tender romances. Um, mm -hmm. And I'm sorry to say, but both of them have Insta interests. <laughs> so um, I don't know, Claire, Claire and, and Max may not have been Insta interest, but there's quick interest in that one. And then uh, Oliver was in like an immediate, this, there's a connection here and you just can't, you know, ignore that. And, and, and Sadie was running, going, yo, whoa, <laughs> servant, servant. <laughs> and so um, I think what's hard to decide between the two is that I, I really fell in love with both heroes. I liked mm -hmm. both heroines, but like we were talking about before we started recording, heroes are a big deal to me. And, yeah. and they're a big deal to you too when you're reading. And so um, I, I fell in love with Oliver for his authenticity and his perseverance. And he's just, yeah. he's just a hopeful guy. He's just yeah. one of those guys that he's going to bring light wherever he goes because of who he is, right? And he doesn't care about 
you know, what other people think about it. He's just going to do what's right. So he's kind of like your Captain America. I'm going to do the right thing, except he's he's Captain America with a bigger sense of humor. And so <laughs> a little more gregarious, you know. Um, and then and then you have Max, who is the wounded hero. So they're both mm -hmm. very different because Oliver's he's been wounded, but not in the same way. And mm -hmm. you have Max, who's a wounded hero, who's a very um, reluctant to reach yeah. out and and you have all oliver who is going to reach out if he wants to and somebody told me recently that they felt like i switched the roles from historical to contemporary in the characters that um we have the reluctant heroine in the historical and we have the reluctant hero in the uh, contemporary and i said oh that's really interesting oh. i didn't think about that at all but it is an interesting thought um they, they, I guess the introverts switch and the extroverts switch a little bit, but I wouldn't call Clara that much of an extrovert. <laughs> so, <laughs> Although she has to be a little bit to run a bookshop, you know, it's yes. like, I don't know, but yeah, it was, it was really interesting. And you're right. It was like, I remember reading it and, and I was like, um, the right amount of time had passed that I didn't remember like all the details of from, from when we were talking previously and I was kind of like so invested in the historical area seeing what's happening with Clara and then I'm like where's Clara's guy you know I was there was at a point that I like did pause and then you see him and it's like oh and I feel like with the with the momentum of the story and duct tape <laughs> how you had to how the story faded and switched I don't know it, it's hard to describe but it it did really seem to work that was crazy I know it's so crazy that it worked that way <laughs> okay so somebody just really interestingly um I remember asking a couple of a uh, split time or dual timeline um writers how they write it because mm -hmm. I've heard people say write the historical first and then write the contemporary don't don't write them at the same time and I could not not write them at the same time because mm -hmm. it didn't work for me in my brain I needed to see it unfolding as it was unfolding I couldn't just do it separately because mm -hmm. I think it would have really hurt the story if I'd done it separately because I really didn't know what all was going to happen anyway and so um so and I had several other I had several other authors say no no write them at the same time because mm -hmm. that's how the reader is going to read it and yeah. I know yeah different people can handle different things and so my brain and my creativity worked better doing it simultaneously writing it like you were going to read it and that's how the story happened so I got some surprises too by the way readers so don't worry you're not the only well, one <laughs> it's like and I so thankful that I was able to message you, you know, because it's like when you're, when you read an advanced copy, you can't talk about it with other people that you've, you don't always know who's already read it. So I mean, to be able to talk with you and it was like going through all the emotions felt really good to be able to empathize with somebody as an author that went through those <laughs> same emotions. Because I mean, sometimes readers don't know. They're like, well, if they throw this in, are they like, yes. Or are they like sobbing with the rest of us? <laughs> sobbing with the rest of you. Yeah. <laughs> like, yes, definitely an emotional thing. And I and it's like, and I remember, you know, experiencing some of the emotions of those up and downs um, in the pendant time, you know, 
it's, it's they're different stories, but um, I mean, man, I was like so crying and so hard, which it's hard for me to really physically, I'll tear up, I'll tear up in touching scenes, but I do not like, can barely see. I almost missed a kiss scene because I was crying so <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm like, okay, I need to stop, dry my tears, go back and read this because I'm reading a pepper cat fashion. Right, right. You can't, you can't miss a kiss. I can't miss that. Yeah. That is serious. <laughs> it was. It was like, oh yeah, I need to. This, yeah, I no, grief around. Worth that. no grief is worth that, Nicole. I'm serious. No fictional grief is worth that. Just saying. <sighs> Don't miss a kiss. <laughs> When they're there for the taking, you just can't miss them. <laughs> I know. That's why I'm like, I need to pull back. The first <laughs> train. Okay. <laughs> um, Don't worry. Don't worry. I make up for everything in the September release. So don't worry. That was going to be my next question. I'm like, okay. I do love, you know, definitely engaging in writing that, writing that hooks you. Is this like going to be the new direction you're going? No. Okay. Uh, now I, I am the kind of writer and, and God has been so gracious to give me opportunities to try things to stretch me. Okay. Mm -hmm. The red yeah. ribbon was a stretch. I don't write suspense really. Mm -hmm. um, I like to write adventure and I like to mm -hmm. write maybe a little mystery, but I'm not really a suspense writer unless it's more like Indiana Jones. Okay. And, and that's more my speed. If I was going to write anything, I would want it more adventure. Um, so this was an opportunity and it fit and I want, and I was able to try it and the publisher said, Hey, will you try this? And I was like, yeah. And so I wanted to take it and, um, but it's not really, I, I like the split time idea. Yeah. Plus I like both historical and contemporary. So I can see where I might like that blending of the two in the same book. Mm -hmm. um, but well, and I, I feel like a little bit, a little bit in what was it? Jane by the book. Well, there's several. I mean, just the way you are has that very big historical. Um, you have historical threads with the letters and all that stuff coming through. Look, so it, yeah. yeah. When you look at me, has the World War II um, mm -hmm. plot and the the spy and the music, and um, and then Jane by the book has the letter. So I do a lot yeah. of playing around with it, but it's always a subplot. So this was the first time it was a dual plot, yeah. and um, and so. Um, I like that idea. Um, I don't know that I want to do a lot of the more uh, seriousness. If I could do one that had a little more of a lighter feel, I think I might try it again. Um, okay. Although the first idea that came to my mind of trying it again was the sinking of the Lusitania. So that might not be so lighthearted. <laughs> Maybe I should stick with not going to do all time for a while. Um, anyway, so the September, <laughs> no, it's really bad. So the September release is, um, is a lighthearted mm -hmm. historical a romance, a marriage of convenience story. It has a mystery in it. It has some suspense, but it's most, mostly comedic suspense, if that's a thing. Um, it's very much, it's, I think there's a lot of Jen Toronto, if you've read her stuff mm. and you like her stuff, there's, a, there's that kind of, there's some of that in it. Um, it's really, it is one of my favorite books I've written for the purpose of just enjoying the ride. 
Okay. Um, some books I've written and I've really enjoyed the character development and some books I've written where I've really enjoyed the, the message of the story that I feel like could touch other people in very real ways. And this one has, it has little deep parts. They're tiny as deep parts. It has such fun characters, but it really was a ride to write this story. It was so much fun. And when the little, the little snippets that you're talking, and this is the, um, the mistletoe, mistletoe countess. countess. Yes. Oh man, brain blank. Um, mistletoe <laughs> countess. And it's like as soon as I heard the title, and it's like, well, and it's by Pepper Basham, of course. And it's like the li the little snippets that you've given, and it's like I so see that as it just sounds awesome. It really yeah. does. I'm really looking forward to seeing what people think about it. now. If people are looking for something that's going to be spiritually life changing. This is not the book they will find that in. They will enjoy it though, um, for the joy that it is, I think, um, mm -hmm. and for the, the, the laughter and just the story, right? And mm -hmm. that's what we read sometimes. We read for different reasons. And um, sometimes we read for wanting to be deeply and spiritually touched. And sometimes we read just to have a journey and an adventure. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, that's why I keep on, I, that's why I keep on referring to certain books like and I try to liken them with different foods because to me that translates what are you in the mood for what are you you know craving flavor wise you know sometimes I want my meat and potatoes sometimes I want milk chocolate yeah cream sauce <laughs> whatever right yeah whatever yeah so so yeah so that one that's coming out September 1st is it, it, it's just fun there is there is a an undercurrent of knowing your identity and who you mm -hmm. are and walking in that um, and not being swayed by what others are expecting you to be. So mm -hmm. that would be like the undercurrent of that story, but it's all housed within a fun marriage of convenience with a heroine who thinks she's a detective and really isn't, but thinks she is. And um, a hero who's trying his best to learn how to live with her. And so it's just, it's just a really fun, really fun story oh yeah I can I can imagine and I remember like when we were previously talking about how many projects you have going can I just ask how many projects do you have going on every once in a while on your reader group you're like this isn't too many it isn't it's like well no I'll never complain with having too many <laughs> right so um last week I had seven book ideas open and the reason I had seven open was because I was submitting several to be reviewed and I had to write the synopses for those. And so I submitted four synopses and, um, and I'm waiting to hear back on those. Um, so I had seven open right now, today, today I have two open. So okay. that's, I've, I've gone down a little bit because I've got to get this Christmas novella written and kind of behind me so I can focus on my next full length novel. Mm -hmm. And so I have a Christmas novella that's coming out in a novella collection in 2022, I mean, 2021. Um, and um, it's, I don't know what the title of it is yet, but it's about a romantic scavenger hunt. And so um, I'm trying to learn about it it's just okay i've got to tell you one part because you'll just really appreciate it okay. the meat the meat cute is really fun because my heroine whose name is piper um is going back home to help her grandmother with her bed and breakfast for christmas mm -hmm. and and the and piper has um always tried to be her twin sister always tried to be like her twin sister and not be really authentic with herself because she doesn't think she's 
successful. Mm. And so she's yet again, lost another job and is coming home to help her grandmother with this bed and breakfast. And she, she stress bakes Piper does. And the more cookies she bakes, the more stressed she is. You can, t- you can, you can measure her stress by how much food she's cooking. And oh so, my <laughs> yeah, very fun. And so uh, she, the, before she even gets to the bed and breakfast, she drives to the grocery store to pick up ingredients. So she'll be able to bake when she gets to her, her granny's house. And she walks into the baking aisle of the grocery store. And at the end of the aisle is a guy dressed in full Highlander regalia complete with broadsword on his hip and she has the sudden idea that she stepped through the rocks and she's gone but then she stops she goes then she stops and she goes no wait he must have stepped through because i'm still in the grocery store and why would he come into a grocery store so that's that is the first chapter of the book you have it oh my goodness that is like I can totally see, like you're talking about it. I can totally picture myself like reading this. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> oh, that is so perfect. And it's, it's funny, my mom stress bakes too, as well. Like I will come home sometimes and I will see three dozen cinnamon rolls. She's made chocolate chip cookies. And I mean, I think it's just clean. <laughs> Next character. <laughs> But it's like, but my mom is a stress baker and I totally know it. Like we have like Costco supplies of butter and everything like that for when she needs to stress bake. <laughs> yep. Oh, very relatable. Very relatable. I think it's going to be fun. I, I don't really know where it's going yet. I'm in the process of planning it, but it so far it's been a cute idea. So we'll see what mm-hmm. happens. My next, my next book that I'm working on next full length is uh, in Scotland. So. Mm. and are you publishing are all these going to be published um I forgot to ask like Mistletoe Countess are they going through Barber as well um Mistletoe Countess is Barber okay and um, Barber is looking at some other things of mine hopefully for the future so those are the only two with Barber this coming year 2021 and this year 2021 and then I have an in the independent novella is going to be an indie book that's coming out uh, probably October and then um, the full length that I'm working on, I'm not sure yet whether it's going to be indie or uh, something else. Who knows, right? I mean, once once I have it ready to go, I'll submit it. But um, but it's um, it's the next. Pro- I have two projects next, which is the um, the Scotland one and the Egypt one. Those are my wow. next in the process. So um, I, and very different places in the world, um, very different stories in the world. So um, one's contemporary, one's historical. And so I'll just go back and forth pinging. <laughs> well, I guess you had all that practice from that split time. <laughs> right now I should be a pro at pinging. Uh, so, I mean, right? Um, although it, it, sometimes with that, at least with that split time, they were in the same location. <laughs> I mean, Egypt and Scotland don't have a lot in common. Are we going to have like an accidental crossover where somebody is like going to walk through a porthole and <laughs> show yeah. up? We'll walk into a pyramid and come out in Scotland contemporary. That makes perfect sense. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh. <laughs> hey, that could be fun. <laughs> <laughs> what robes are you wearing? Um, I have no idea. <laughs> oh, no, that, that is going to be, I can't. I'm looking forward to that because that sounds like 
so much fun <laughs> being able to travel through books. Yes. That's awesome. Yes. And so a little, uh, um, and if anybody's interested in learning more about where the, the Hope Between the Pages takes place, check out Asheville's website, go to the Biltmore uh, mm -hmm. website. You can see pictures there. You can go to my Facebook page and see pictures. I tend to post them quite regularly of the Biltmore because I want to live there. And, um, and um, there's lots of, uh, on my author Facebook page or on my website, um, or if you're on MeWe, I have a MeWe reader group and um, I'm posting pictures of the Lake District too, because that part of the world is spectacular. And I have loved having the visual. I can usually visualize stuff pretty well. I mean, I make up my own mental image and stuff like that, but I have really loved seeing because it's an actual place, it has been really fun seeing those pictures, seeing the library, um, seeing all those things. Now my obsession with um, carrot, no, gatehouses. <laughs> gatehouses, yes. I like randomly, I did not search any gatehouses and one came up on my Instagram in like a reel and I'm like, oh, <gasps> yeah. <laughs> I'm with you. I mean, whenever I was searching gatehouses to just figure out if I could find one where somebody could actually live in it, because my idea of gatehouses was not as big as gatehouses can be. And so when I started researching, I'm like, oh, sure, several families could live in that one. And so I was like, yeah, this will work. <laughs> and this is actually where it shows how sometimes my, like how I pronounce names or my mental image of something, if I don't like know what it looks like like I kind of pictured a gatehouse almost like a telephone booth I don't know why <laughs> just a little shack beside the thing and it was just like oh some of them are just stunning and I just love that old world architecture yes and just to think I mean people lived in these gatehouses for yeah. the large, no for larger estates now there are gatehouses yeah. that are probably more like a phone booth but the ones we're talking about we're not. And, yeah. and they're just, it's really neat to get to see them. I wouldn't, whenever my husband and I visited England um, several years ago, we went to a place called Haddon Hall, which was a huge and very old estate there. And you went, you drove, you walked through the gatehouse entry and it was not a small one either. So um, I didn't really put, I didn't really connect the fact that I'd seen a real gatehouse that they were huge or could be huge and yeah. um, that was that was neat to get to go re in search of them again <laughs> and I love it like it was like because of what happened in hope between the pages I'm like oh my goodness I do not need a humongous castle like a little gatehouse <laughs> right oh my goodness. and then it's like and then I see the pictures and like a gatehouse would be totally fine <laughs> Give me an Oliver in a gatehouse. We're good. Mm -hmm. <laughs> or a Max, if that's more your flavor. Oh, uh, and you know, it, it was, it is so funny, you know, because they were so different when you were mentioning before about Max and Oliver, I go, oh, Max is going to be, you know, my favorite because I do usually like the, I usually do like the wounded hero background and stuff like that, but oh man. And I guess it just comes down to those characters that really grab you. And it's just like, I just loved Oliver's, um, just his sweetness, just how open he was right from the beginning and very brave he was in his, in his way. 
yeah he was all those things all those things that make a great hero even though they were so opposite it really worked for both that that was a surprise to me too by the way i mean because again you're not writing usually two heroes at the same time so you can, you can pour all of your hero creativity into just one and and make them that way and so when i was having to think about writing two i thought for sure max was going to be a flop because oh. i had poured so much of of what i thought the hero needed to be into oliver mm -hmm. and when max started emerging into the creative realm you know i was like oh i really like him too oh no how do i pick a favorite oh wait i don't have to <laughs> oh and and they were both so good i did have like a little bit of flashback for the meeting between claire and mac i like totally did have a little bit of a flashlight um back to um just the way you are did you a I little bit just Air because it's like, I just felt a little bit of the flavor, not, not to the same, not, you know, it wasn't the same, but I was just a bit like, oh, this reminds me of, cause I feel like, I think that was my first contemporary of yours. So it was like, brought back good memories. Yeah. Yeah. That's a doozy too. Airports. Yeah. Lots can happen. Yes. Airports. yes. Um, <laughs> Maybe I will always address airport meet cutes as. <laughs> <laughs> That's just the way you are. Yep. Um, um, and, and I think just really quickly, that thing about Max, um, he grew, it's so interesting as an author, um, he grew as I grew to know him. And that's mm. kind of like how Claire, Clara gets to know him. I'm learning who he is while she's learning who he is. And that was really cool for me because lots of times I'll kind of, because I'm starting the hero at the very beginning, I already kind of know them. And, yeah. um, and I, and he kind of, he kind of oozed in or <laughs> faded in or something, you know, it wasn't like he didn't kind of blast into the story, like all yeah. of them, <laughs> you know, so and, what, um, I think I figured out it's an ombre. It was like, it came in and then it's like, they overlapped and it was just it's like ombre. I don't know. I'm gonna have to try and think of a food reference. Yeah. <laughs> well, that works. That works. Yeah. And, and so I, I didn't think I was going to be able to make it work for Clara as well as it did for Sadie, in my opinion, how well it did for Sadie and Oliver. And, and, and it happened. And mm -hmm. I was like, how neat is that? And of course, you have to give some of that to the one who gave me the creativity up above, you know, I can't mm -hmm. do that on my own. And, and so it was really neat to get to see how that kind of like ombre, <laughs> how, how Max became somebody. <laughs> so, yeah. I always and think of, I still think of him as a, a, from the secret garden, that, that one little uh, um, description I put of the two of them in the secret garden, like um, the book, the secret garden, it just now, whenever I made that awareness in my head, I was like, oh, that really mm. does make sense to me when I think of Max now. So yeah and i do like love the you know it it took you on that emotional journey but it really had that reflect it it at the end and i was like message you of like oh how much you know we we wish some things would be different in the past and stuff like that we, we can't you know it would be great to be able to go and just fix everything so everything was perfect and there were there wasn't the conflict and the mm -hmm. heartache of the past and um but it's like, 
but the Lord will use everything mm-hmm. for the good. And that was something that I really, I personally took away from that one is how, you know, we don't know what the future is going to look like, but all that we're called to is live for him, right. how we're supposed to right now. Right. I, I just told my daughter yesterday, um, no moment is wasted in God's economy. No mm-hmm. moment. Yeah. Grief is wasted. No joy is wasted. No failure mm-hmm. is wasted in God's economy because he can work all things for yeah. the good of his kids and for his glory. So even if it looks like it's a broken moment mm-hmm. in his hands, it's not. Um, yeah. And so I think that that was something I grew in while I was writing Hope Between the Pages too, was just remembering there's no moment wasted, no grief wasted um, in, in his hands. They're all, they're all working towards something beautiful. Yeah. And that's just like, it is so reassuring and it's so, it, it, it's comforting in the end and it's, it's awesome. Yeah. Amen. Mm-hmm. okay okay don't lose it don't lose it nicole you gotta hold it together <laughs> <laughs> yes just for the record yes i re- i go yes pepper i'd love to do a podcast episode can we wait a few weeks so i can hold it together <laughs> you're gonna scare everybody now they're gonna be like i can't read that book. or you'll create this amazing intrigue and they'll all be like oh will i cry and then they'll have to read it <laughs> And the thing is, is sometimes it's like, I usually say, I don't want to read a book that makes me cry. You know, it's like, I am reading, you know, to get away from some of the stuff. But, you know, it's like, I think back to the most memorable books and the most influential books have been the books that have brought me through that emotional journey where I can see that through, you know, it's like, yeah, Mm -hmm. because it's something really special about books that can move you to that kind of emotion because I'm not an easy crier so mm-hmm. I am I'm an easy crier I get teased often about my ease in crying I cried on the Terminator 3 I mean seriously <laughs> what person cries at the end of the Terminator 3 me okay I was sad about Terminator 4 my brothers made me watch was it 4 which one wow. is the one where he's go, he's put down into that molten lava something and melted I was okay. like mess I was a mess at the end of that yeah I saw wait did I, yeah I think I saw that and then I was like oh my goodness guys this like I will like cry every dog die movie homeward bound you know don't even get animals cry and it's like people and robot or um dogs and robots um what's that Terminator what that? I don't know I cried at the end of stealth <laughs> and I'm like Eddie it's a big joke with my brothers they're like hey Nick Eddie just <laughs> mention it I, I wait and you probably did this too. I don't know you may not have at, at the end of Marvel Endgame the Avengers Endgame I could not talk I was weeping so hard I mean there was snot it was bad <laughs> oh my goodness I was like my and then my brothers made me watch Terminator 4 they're like this is the best Terminator ever and then they were like watching it and I'm like oh, Marcus <laughs> I'm like, but Marcus. Yeah. I have, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> we'll just pull out the robots next time for you. 
I know. What is it? And then there was Stephen James wrote his synapse and he had a robot in it. I'm like, oh my goodness. <laughs> I'm going to have another Marcus slash Eddie moment. And I did. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Cause you want to, I don't know. I think it's the same kind of idea as a, as an animal. You want to protect this thing that seems to be somewhat innocent and and not yeah. you just want to protect them now the, although the character of the terminator was not one of those who needed protection by the way right. <laughs> okay loyalty and sacrifice will get and, me every yeah. time that's what it is it was the sacrifice yes. that's what it was yeah. um <laughs> <laughs> my next book is a sci-fi just for nicole oh no not dog, dogs and robots <laughs> or oh, robot dogs even better <laughs> oh my goodness okay. don't worry this is an interesting podcast talking split time than terminator i mean <laughs> that's right hey we always have to make it interesting you asked me on right <laughs> yeah oh this is awesome so this next year is going to be um pretty busy for you so you have hope between the pages is in april mm -hmm. and then you have september right the is, is september 1st it's september and then possibly in october christmas we novella whatever the christmas novella title is going to be it's still in the works the and mystery my, book yeah the mystery uh, the scavenger hunt the christmas yeah. scavenger hunt I've, I've thought about calling it the secret santa scavenger hunt but that just seems long maybe maybe not i don't know um and then um hopefully i have some hope that there will be something coming out in the spring 2022 um mm. but i can't share i don't have information to share about okay. that that's that's a that's a hope um if if not through a publishing house most likely independently there'll be something coming out in spring 2022 um so I like to keep stories going. Um, I love writing. It's just so much fun. Um, I'm so glad that you enjoy it because I sure do. <laughs> I, I enjoy reading the fruit of your labor. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Even if you're if you're sobbing. So there we go. Yeah. There's something to be said about that. You know what? It, if that book, if I was not sobbing, I think that would actually bother me more. <laughs> <laughs> what's wrong with me okay i love i loved getting to let people travel though through that book mm -hmm. i yeah. loved getting to travel through that book and so people have yeah. not been to built more you really can see those pictures online and you really can do some some i think they even have a video tour of a few things inside of it where you can see um it, it never does it justice and it, it like to being there in real time but um, because the size of it is so huge um but it at least is something where you can experience that and um the lake district is just phenomenal and it was so fun getting to compare the blue ridge mountains to the lake district because there are a lot of similarities and mm. um and so that was really neat to get to to do that and hopefully bring readers to those two places too yes well it definitely definitely was able to transport so can I do a shout out? Yes. <laughs> um, I um, want to do a shout out to our local bookstore called Sassafras on Sutton. They are uh, selling signed copies of Hope Between the Pages and they've made a candle to go along with the book. Um, so I have 
I have one right here. I have one right oh. here. I hope between the pages and the fragrant, it is, it is fragranted by Love Notes, Cozy Sweaters, and Books. So if you are interested in purchasing this, it's sassafrasonsutton.com. It's a bookshop near here in, at Black, in Black Mountain, North Carolina. They are how I kind of set up the um the bookshop of of sadie's and clara's bookshop mm. so they are actually going to be i think making another candle for the mistletoe countess too which will be a little more christmasy but this one smells really good it's got cardamom in it so everyone can think of max often and so there you go, there you go. <laughs> and are those all available online do they have that through the online that they can you can get those they do. Um, now, of course, they won't be sending out copies of Hope Between the Pages until it releases, but they'll be signed mm -hmm. copies of them because I'll be stopping by there as soon as they get them and signing so they can mail off the books and they can mail off the candles if people order them online. Oh, okay. Awesome. That is a great shout out. And you are still on Instagram and Facebook. You have like Instagram. Expanded. Miwi, I have Pinterest boards for all the books that I have. And um, um, I was going to say, I, I have, my website has just been redesigned and it's so user friendly. So if people want to go to pepperdbasham.com, you can learn more about my books. You can also see, see the beautiful work of Savannah Kaiser, who designed that website. She did an amazing job. And so um, if you want to learn more about that, me books crying terminator no you won't learn about terminator here but <laughs> you will learn about my books so there you go <laughs> okay well thank you so much for um for joining me again as always it's a pleasure to talk with you same thank you so much okay bye all right bye